0: You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com.
1: Thanks for checking out this podcast on Lone Star Community Radio. If you like this show or other shows on Lone Star Community Radio, make sure to subscribe to them on YouTube and iTunes and also Google Play. Uh, if you have any questions about sponsorships or being a guest on these kind of shows, make sure you email me. I'm the station manager. Hi, my name is Dick, and you can email me at D-I-C-K at IRLoneStar.com, or you can call in and leave a message at 936 647 just want to let you know we're here to support montgomery county and i hope you enjoy the show
2: all right good morning montgomery county how's everybody doing out there today it is friday it is a beautiful day it's sunshine and the wind is blowing it's not 127 degrees i don't think there's more than 10 percent humidity But we'll be sweating here pretty soon. Everybody's sweating at the Friends of Conroe Disaster Relief Distribution Center right now, except me, because I'm not there. So, uh, welcome back. Thanks for being here. Eric Estes, thank you for being patient. Actually, you're not patient. You've been texting me like 72 times saying, you're late, you're late, you're late, you're late. Thanks. Appreciate that, buddy. Like, I didn't know it. (laughs) Oh, Eric is a cool dude. He is. And thank you to the other people listening out there. Uh, don't know how many there are. Somewhere between three and 3,000. That's what I've been told. But I, I love knowing that, that people listen from Afghanistan. That's freaking cool. That's too cool. So, I uh, hope everybody's doing good. I hope you have great plans for this weekend. Unfortunately, I know that there's hundreds and, and there's thousands in this county. And I spent time with Senator Creighton yesterday. Close to 600,000 people in Texas have been displaced from their homes. 600,000. Think about that. That's more, slightly more than every inhabitant of Montgomery County. That's insane. So a lot of you are going to be digging out, getting back into your house, working on it. A lot of you are going to be volunteering to help others dig out their house. And some of you are just war-torn and ragged, and you need to get out and have some fun. So so whatever you need to do, you need to do that. We're going to follow up today on our Stories from the Storm series that just popped in my head yesterday when I had Lara and Gabby on here. I'm going to call it Stories from the Storm because they're not stories like you see so much on the TV, doom and gloom, and the, the reporters at the same corner for three hours or 13 hours, you know, Yelling at the people, do you need any help? I saw a guy. I I really saw a guy on Channel 11. He's up on a bridge. There's a mom. The kid is in a blue tub. The kid's in a makeshift boat. And the Coast Guard's all around. They're getting people. They're they're, they're right there, and she's only waist high. He's like, do you need any help? Oh, my God. I'm so glad I wasn't there. I would have pushed him over. I would have pushed him over. What an idiot. So the point is, we're not going to do that kind of stuff. Lone Star Community Radio is about community radio. Montgomery County Lifestyle is about community. We're going to have stories from the storm, and they're going to tug at our hearts, and we're going to cry. But we want to hear the good things. We want to hear families coming together. We want to hear friends helping friends. We want to hear strangers helping strangers. So if you've got some stories from the storm, contact me, Nathan, at Montgomery County Lifestyle. Contact Dick here at Lone Star Community Radio. I'm sure he's got other talk show hosts or himself in the morning that would like to have you on here. So right now today... Uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna um, do something crazy here. Somebody was actually next door at Conroe Coffee, and I got in trouble because I demanded and I was gonna make a scene if they didn't come on real quick. And so I'm gonna introduce you. My main guest is Jim Clark, Commissioner from East County. Stories from the storm, a lot of them. But Melanie Bush is here. Hey Nathan. Hey, how you doing? I'm
0: good. How are you? Good.
2: So um, real quickly, in one minute, tell us who you are. I know you're running for office. I know you have an elected office now so that people tuning in, who you are, what's going on, but that's not what it's about. Yeah. I know that you, uh, actually your husband did a lot of work, you did some pushing there, but the Friends of Conroe have been just, with Tanya down there, and Russell <laughs> Kalusik and Christy Leggett, we've just been, and Gustavo, they met, they met Gustavo, a guy named Gustavo, yes, Gustavo. We have been sending stuff down there like crazy, and so many of our volunteers, wanted to get out into the field and wanted to see ground zero and help with ground zero. We even sent some people from Arkansas. So that's, that's why when I saw you next door, you had to come on.
0: Well, number one, thank you for asking. I, I I am CISD board president. So we've seen a lot of devastation, especially with the kids being back in school this week, we're actually getting a full uh, assessment of what our kids are, are going through But I really just want to thank everyone from our county employees that have been working nonstop through the storm um, and doing everything there to our volunteers. Like you mentioned, you mentioned Christy and Tanya and Russell, and these are all people that I've known for years that have been pouring everything in. But not only that, we have groups from our churches that have been organizing and going out. And I met with a pastor yesterday and he said that uh, when he got back in his home down in Creekside in the Woodlands, that he... uh, saw people from his church with the their church shirts on, and he's like, hey, did y'all you know go to the church? He's like, no, I just organized my own crew, and we put our shirts on and came out. So it's, awesome. it's people like that. Um, the volunteers from day one have been amazing. Um, I've had personal experience with what my cousin's gone through down in Bridge City, not to mention all of our devastation up here in Montgomery County. And so I really just want to express my heartfelt thanks as a CISD president to everybody else that they have come alongside our families and really, truly helped everybody. So well, thank you.
2: I didn't know Tanya and Russell beforehand. Tanya's at the distribution center now. She was mm-hmm. there before I got there. Uh, an 18 wheeler from Chicago came in. So we're, we're back filling that and setting that up. And Russell was there yesterday afternoon. Uh, we're filling up a truck and a trailer for him of supplies and he and a group of, I think his brother and some other buddies, mm-hmm. they're headed down to Beaumont or Port yeah. Arthur. Which one?
0: I think it was Beaumont Beaumont. Air, yeah.
2: They're headed down to Beaumont. We've sent dozens of loads to Beaumont, yeah. Port Arthur. And we were doing that. But then when we hooked up with Brandon yesterday, Christy has an incredible logistics just system. Mm-hmm. But then we were able to assist him areas that he knew weren't getting help. Yeah. And we were able to take that off his plate and, and get that in Christy Sehoff. Seedhoff? Seedhoff? I always always butcher it. The other Christy, um, she's there, and she's helping us coordinate that too. So it's just awesome, but it was cool because Woodlock. I've heard the name Woodlock, Mm -hmm. but I haven't been in there.
0: Yeah, um, my husband's done a lot of demoing in the last week in River Plantation and then also in Woodlock, and so you've seen all that firsthand with having two little kids at home, one of which that was very uh, freaked out by all of this. Uh, We didn't both go out and volunteer at the same time. And so you kind of have to take shifts when you have kids. And uh, this was my husband's chance to volunteer. And it just was wonderful to get to see him serving our community that way.
2: Well, one of the things that I'm slowly doing, I waited a while. And and some of my different clients, like championship bull riding, and then, uh, of course, now, Catfish Festival, Sounds of Texas Music Series, we're starting to ramp back up. Because we've got to get normalcy. We have to respect and understand that people, um, not everybody's going to be ready to go out and play. No, Not everybody's going to have the money and the means to anymore. Correct. But those that can need to let their hair down. For example, championship bull riding, October 7th, uh, all first responders, uh, EM firemen, policemen, active and veteran military, and all school teachers from anywhere in the country. Get in free.
0: I think it's awesome. Um, So many of our teachers have been personally impacted. We've had so many that have lost their own homes. But in addition to that, they're impacted for their kids. Yep. And uh, that's been absolutely incredible to see them supporting each other. Um, We had teachers that were going out and cleaning up other teachers' houses. We had principals that were there on site cleaning up their staff's houses that got flooded. And so it's things like that that you really see this sense of community. Not to mention the over... I think we had 1,200, over 1,200 at Wood Forest, and I believe we had over 300 at Moorhead Stadium for the food drive that CISD did last Friday that broke all records. So I I love the way the community has just rallied, and that's something that's incredibly important to me, that we continue to work together as a community, that we are all in this together, and that we continue to have those positive working relationships and that you have Christy and Russell and, you know, working with, People down in Beaumont. Uh, we have people coming in from Wisconsin and, as you said, Arkansas, bringing truckloads of supplies in to help us. And now Florida's going to need probably some of our yep. help. And we know how to help them.
2: I've so, got a wife stranded there because her brother's an idiot and he wouldn't get out.
0: Hey, hey, hey. He wouldn't go
2: to Atlanta. Hey, I say that. Hey. He's my brother in law.
0: Yeah, be nice. Still Why? family. <laughs> <laughs>
2: he's, he's made my wife and mother in law stay behind because he wants to be macho. That's wrong. But anyway, hey. <laughs> Thank you for coming on.
0: Thank you. I know Appreciate you got to back.
2: And we're going to take a quick little break here in a minute, and we're going to get Jim Clark's stories from the storm. But plan on coming back. In fact, let's stay in touch. I'd like to have you and, and, and other people. And I'm not just looking for elected officials. I've got some business leaders and just average Joe volunteers coming in, and that's what we want is stories from the storm. Wonderful. Thanks for being here. Folks, Thank you're Nathan. listening to Montgomery County Lifestyle with Nathan Arizade on Lone Star Community Radio, your community radio station. We'll be right back.
1: Broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas.
0: Relax with a cup of joe or your favorite drink for the Conroe-Lake-Conroe Chamber of Commerce Chamber Chat. The show airs on the first Tuesday of the month at 11 a.m. on Lone Star Community Radio. Join hosts Courtney Galley and Brian Bondy as they chat about the Chamber's events and programs for the month And invite chamber members into the studio to talk about their upcoming events and businesses. Learn about your chamber with Chamber Chat every first Tuesday at 11 a.m.
2: All righty, folks, we are back. We are back on air. It's Friday. It's beautiful. I don't know what you're doing this weekend. I am going to be loading and unloading trucks. And sorting and packing. I am going to sleep in one day. Don't know which day, Saturday or Sunday, I'm sleeping in. And then I've got to go shoot some videos for a client tomorrow afternoon. And then I need to pick up more clients. (laughs) Hey, folks, a lot of events got canceled. A lot of stuff got canceled. If you need a great event photographer who's fun, he's energetic, and he knows how to blow up the pictures on Facebook, I know him. His name's Nathan. He can hook you up. If you need to promote your event, I know another guy. His name's Nathan. But anyway, all right, folks, I've got Jim Clark in here, Commissioner Jim Clark, over from the East Montgomery County, and he's going to talk to us about stories from the storm. And let me tell you, one of the reasons I asked you here, Jim, is I know that Stephen Nelway was in constant contact with you, a lot of needs that you had. Christy then took over the ball on a lot of it as well. Not just your needs. When I say your needs, your area. There was other people we were talking to as well, other groups, but it was so sporadic and so hectic. So many mayors, you know, people say, oh, he's a mayor. Oh, my God, he's a mayor. Yeah, he's, he's a mayor, and and it's like a volunteer job mayor, or I'm a policeman in such and such city. Well, there's the only policeman, and so that's how rural so many areas are over there, and, and so much of that crosses over into another county, but they're still, they work, they're friends, they're buddies, they're families, they work and live in each other's areas. And so we were able to get into a lot of areas and and kind of help formulate a plan because of a lot of the contacts you gave us, a lot of the phone calls you made, a lot of the guidance you gave. And then of course, there were several times when Bull Salas was in need and we were able to give it to you. So that that was that was a good partnership. That was a good relationship. Tell me a little bit, tell the listeners Kind of tell us what what happened over there, from from the beginning to to what the the shelter, just stuff, man. Well, you
3: know, we'd like to say that we plan.
2: Your microphone's off.
3: Yep, We'd like to say that we planned for things like this, but uh, there, there's no playbook for this. I mean, we've had storms in the past, but nothing to this magnitude. And uh, basically, the need came immediately, and we just we sprung into action. Uh, the senior center director, uh, Rhonda Binken and, uh, Jennifer Hayden. Uh, they just opened up the doors and we started, you know, getting cots from emergency management. We had in excess of 500 people at one time that were in three different buildings, they were in the senior center, they were in the fair office, and they were in, in the show barn. And, uh, then the outpouring, uh, from the community came, uh, you know, the friends of Conroe, a lot of local folks. Right. The East Montgomery County Improvement District—they were there every single day, and they didn't just bring random stuff. They said, "What do you need?" and they never said no. They brought it, and uh, those guys were just great. But I'm telling you, I've never seen the outpouring. In the beginning, we had several hundred volunteers that were wanting to volunteer, and we really only needed, say, a hundred. But as we, as it progressed, uh, you know, we had all the help we needed. And uh, at one point I had to shut off the the donations because, you know, we had bed space there. We couldn't, we couldn't take it anymore. That show barn is a huge building. But at one point we just, we cut the donations off for 24 hours. And then the numbers went from 500 to 350 to 200, you know, to 150. And, uh, you know, as of yesterday, we had 17 people left. And crisis assistance is working with those people as we speak uh, to get, you know, vouchers, uh, transitional housing, uh, get them the needs, get get them what they need to pick their lives back up and get moving forward. So as of right now, and, and let me back up just one second. In addition to the 500 that we had at the shelter, there were area churches, High Point, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Baptist, uh, Porter Baptist. A lot of smaller churches in some of the cities came together. There was over 700 people. So you're talking... Twelve to fifteen hundred people that were misplaced and, and had to have somewhere to stay, and I just want to thank all of those organizations and all those people who opened the doors and opened their hearts and and did the right thing for our community. But uh, right now, moving forward, the shelter is officially closed, and we will have everybody placed. Uh, the distribution center has closed. We just took a trailer load of. Uh, uh, pet supplies and dog food and horse feed and stuff over to the uh, county park where they're continuing services over there to make sure those resources got where they needed to be. Uh, the two organizations that will continue to help in East Montgomery County is Mission Northeast, uh, located on 494, and Heaven's Army, located on FM 1485. Uh, Heaven's Army will continue to meet the needs. I've just spoke with a food bank. They're going to work together. They're already a recipient of the food bank, but they will have plenty of product. Uh, over the past, uh, you know, t- 10 or 12 days at different points, we served up to 1,600 people a day that were coming in for needs for food, for water, for ice, uh, clothing, uh, you know, cleaning supplies. And we had trucks from all over the nation. You know, we had a lot of stuff from here. The friends of Conroe again, huge. You know, they they helped us a whole lot. They sent several trucks over there, and and never hesitated. The food bank has been continually supporting us. Uh, so I was just very humbled and really kind of struck that that kind of uh, support was here. You know, I mean, sometimes you see, and this is a this is a catastrophic event of monumental proportion. I mean, it's, we're talking like this is an 800 year flood. We, there's people in their seventies and eighties that were coming through and talking to me and saying, Hey, commissioner, I've been here all my life and I've never seen anything like this. And uh, one of the good things, if there is is anything good to come out of hurricane Harvey is we didn't get a lot of high winds. And normally, you know, back uh, in this uh, tax day flood, we had a lot of trees and vegetation and stuff down. And when you get the ground saturated and the high winds, it takes these trees down. You have roads closed. You have, you know, we had some of that, but not anywhere. Well, it would have just
2: been impacted so much more. The road closures, the, the, the houses that didn't flood, but then were smashed because of, of trees falling, limbs. The, the additional power outages and the length of power outages, not to mention the clogged ditches, the clogged creeks, the clogged gutters. So houses that didn't flood this time, you're right. If we'd have lost trees and limbs, it would have even been worse.
3: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And let me give uh, the folks out there a little update about what we're doing about debris cleanup. Uh, you know, everything has to go through FEMA. It has to be approved. Of course, the EPA, and they've been very helpful and very, you know, they, they work through the weekend to get everything done. I've got two public dump sites set up right now. And what you have to have, there's, it will be no contractors. If you hire a contractor, he's getting paid, you know, to dump that stuff off. Now, if you want to work something out with him and and you bring the trash over yourself, as long as you show an ID showing you live in Montgomery County, uh, we'll let you in. And uh, one is located at FM 1314 and State Highway 242 on the corner. There'll be signage out there. Uh, You'll pull in uh, and they'll inspect your load and then you can dump it off there on that dump site. The other one is on FM twenty ninety, uh, just uh, east of Crockett Martin Road, and there'll be signs out there. Uh, so those are the two public dump sites. Naturally, no charge at all to the public. Uh, I will, you know, I've been trying to. I've got folks saying, "Hey, one of the trucks coming. One of the trucks coming." Uh, I met with those guys, ladies, yesterday. What you have to understand is this happened from the coast back. There are only so many of those trucks on the on the road. We've been trying to get some trucks down from up north. Uh, uh, the last conversation I had just a little while ago with our contractors should have, you know, three trucks on the road tomorrow and an additional six by Monday. So uh, the way to get your trash picked up is go to uh, the Montgomery County EOC, or o- OEM, I'm sorry, office of emergency management go to their website and there's a link there there's a little three minute video you need to watch tells you about how to separate your trash out with construction debris appliances and then vegetation real informative just watch that and then there's just a real easy form you just click on it put your name address phone number a little bit about what you got and then boom a work order is created and as soon as these trucks get rolling and get into these neighborhoods uh we're gonna get your trash picked up so
2: well, um, we normally have to take a break at the half-hour mark for news and weather. Okay. So let's take that break real quick. And when we come back, uh, let's talk some more. Uh, I, I'd like to know something about a family over there, something that you saw, something that really touched you um, that we can let the listeners know that ended up ended up being a happy story. But let's, let's paint a picture because not everybody's on Facebook. Not everybody saw the n- news channels weren't up here. Let's paint a picture. Sound good?
3: Sounds good to me. All
2: right. Thanks, Jim. Hey, folks. Montgomery County Lifestyle with Nathan Arizotti on Lone Star Community Radio, and we're going to be right back.
1: 3776 to take your first step into the radio world.
2: Drive time with Mr. Ezra Charles on a Friday morning. Got Dick Schistler as the engineer, got Jim Clark, commissioner as my guest. Had Melanie Bush earlier next week. I'm not going to tell you yet who they are because we're juggling days. But again, um, a lot of volunteers out there that were involved in things. I want you on the show. I want to hear your stories. People who lost stuff. People who helped save people. I want your stories. I want you to come on. Um, People involved in different things. And I know a lot of people are saying, uh, talk about this, talk about that. There's a time for it. Uh, I'm not going to just... Yesterday was the day we just threw it all out there. It was kind of sporadic, and we threw it all out there just to get it going. But today I want to talk with East County. Paint us a picture. Paint us a picture of, of what it looked like to be over there. Tell us as, as the volunteer or as the person who was evacuated. Give us an idea of what you saw, what kind of people, what stories you heard, and that and may have touched you in some manner.
3: Well, I'll tell you, you know, early on in the storm, I had met with, uh, we had a little mini uh, emergency management office set up over at Station 151, uh, East Montgomery County Fire Department. And there were, you know, Rowdy's, uh, Hayden's, gentlemen with the cut, I mean, officers with the uh, constable's office were there, Uh, fire departments, the porter and the East Montgomery County Fire Department was there, Uh, local uh, agencies, like you said, the local cities, all kind of got together and just coordinated and then you know once once the storm blew in it was just all out chaos i mean it was it was terrible <laughs> i mean uh, those guys uh constable hayden and the in the fire department worked round the clock they were picking people off rooftops the house the water had risen to the rooftops they were you know boating in they were you know in frogman suits i mean they it was unbelievable and uh you know, one of the calls that I, I've, you know, I've only been a commissioner almost three years now, but a call that you never want to get is, you know, commissioner, could you send over a, a grade all to pick a tree off of a house? And I said, is it blocking anything? I said, no, uh, there's a woman that has passed away. The tree fell on her house and, and she passed right. away and it was just, it was, it was terrible, you know? And I mean, just things of that magnitude that you just don't expect to hear. I mean, right. on the other end of the phone line. And uh, I can't say enough about our first responders and our, all our police officers uh, over in East Montgomery County. It was, uh, if we hadn't have been prepared, I'll tell you, you know, Rowdy's got, uh, uh, Constable Rowdy Hayden's got a, a place over next, inside my facility where he keeps all his high water rescue, his trucks, his uh, Humvees and stuff like that. For this, you know, and I mean, he's been criticized of what do you need all that for? Well, I'm going to tell you folks, we saw what you need that for exactly. I mean, this time, if we hadn't had the equipment and the manpower to do the job that we did, there would certainly have been more loss of life. So hats off to Constable Hayden and his group and the first responders, you know, they have boats and all kind of equipment training, swift water training. These guys have been training for this, you know, and I talked about there wasn't a playbook, but they have to have that training to be able to do uh, the type of things that they did during this, uh, during this storm event.
2: And people don't understand, people don't realize, well, because not everybody's privy to the information and, and you don't want to always throw it out there because it just sounds like a scare tactic. I think Conroe's official rain was somewhere around 30 inches. Correct. Right. If that storm had come back, after going in the Gulf, the way they originally said it was supposed to come back, it was going to come right on the west side of Houston, straight up 45. There's a good chance that we would have gotten an additional 20 plus inches of rain. How can that? I just can't even imagine how bad it is now, what it would have been like had that happened.
3: Well, Nathan, I can assure you that I probably wouldn't be sitting here with you right now had that have happened because. And you and I thank you for reaching out to me earlier in the week, but it was just literally impossible. Uh, myself and, and all my employees and, and volunteers and everything, we were working 15, 16 hours a day to make sure that, you know, the people were not myself, the people rescued, but the first responders, but to make sure there was housing there, to make sure there right. was food there, make sure there was a meal there, make sure there was comfort towels, you know, all the, all the things that you need. And I mean, you can't just run down to Walmart and buy 500 cots and, uh, our Office of Emergency Management, Darren Hess, is a superstar. I'll tell you, he, uh, you know, we, we had our trials and tribulations because you can't, sometimes you just can't get the things you need. But every call that was made, it was answered. And and we got the things that we needed in East Montgomery County as well as in West Montgomery County. And I, I can't tell you the, of a story that somebody's called and says that somebody dropped the ball, uh, maybe other than a contractor or two, but, I mean, they... They're doing their best, too, because they're just working uh, under extenuating circumstances. I'll tell you, uh, and I do want to say something about the Red Cross. We opened with the premise that the Red Cross would be there. And there's been a lot of you know, uh, negativity about the Red Cross. And I will tell you, the Red Cross didn't show up till just a couple of days ago. But in defense of Red Cross, I will say this. You know, when you're planning for an event, of, say, 100 people, and then all of a sudden you have an event of 10,000 people and you didn't plan for that, I think that was exactly it. I think the Red Cross just didn't have the resources, didn't have the the bodies, the trained people. You can't just train somebody overnight for this situation. So uh, I'm not going to be critical of those guys. And a lot
2: of the volunteers live in Texas. Right. (laughs) A lot of the volunteers live in Texas. And And you've got Rockport, you've got all the way up from our coastal area up to us, mm-hmm. now you've got Beaumont, Port Arthur, and that is insane, Beaumont and Port Arthur, what's going on over there. That's just, I mean, a whole city basically is just pretty much wiped out, water contaminated. Yeah, you know, just, that, that's insane over there.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's, it's what you say. Say they've got 5,000 volunteers. Well, there may have been 1,000 or 1,500 of those that were affected and lost everything they had, and some of them still came. So... Uh, a couple organizations I want to uh, recognize right now is the Texas National Guard the uh, the National Guard they're both uh, were there almost from day one uh, I say day one a couple of days in they came out reached out to us and and came in and helped set up logistics and uh, management and oversight of, of the shelter and the distribution operations also uh, the Salvation Army our local uh, Salvation Army, uh, major Don, he, he came and, and man, he was just a a godsend, you know, and then, you know, we got some resources. They sent three trucks and so we could feed all these folks and they went out in the communities and they're still going out of the communities. We've got them set up over there with a kitchen facility and every single day they've been going out to the hardest hit areas and feeding those folks. So hats off to the Salvation Army, the National Guard, the Texas Guard, and all my local volunteers and and nathan right now i want to talk about some stuff that i actually witnessed uh while we were there on site i mean you know I, I saw a guy with his family come in and he had two kids and they'd lost everything The actually their mobile home had been washed onto its side and just a great great hard-working family and uh, then i went next door a little later that day and i looked up and this guy's over there you know slinging boxes and sorting and loading people out. And, I mean, just like he was there to help. He was there to help. And we had countless people who were in the shelter that, you know, whether it was to take their mind off of it or whatever, but to see people like that that had lost everything and still have the intestinal fortitude to get up and and do that and, and help. And
2: uh, We had a few of those over when, when the Friends of Conroe was over uh, in the VFW hall. Mm-hmm. Tara Trevino, a friend of mine, and her daughter Kaylee were there just wa- rocking along. They lived on the backside of RP and two-story home, and it was to the roof of a two-story home. Right. And they figured they needed to give back because they were going to need help themselves. And there were several different groups like that. And it's, how, how do you do that? I I think I'm a pretty good dude. I, man, that would be hard. That yeah. would be hard.
3: Yeah. It's like getting hit by a car and standing back up and... <laughs> And, uh, making sure the driver's okay. <laughs> right, right, right. It just, uh, you know, we, we saw a lot of stories out there and I mean, there's some of the things that people don't think about is some of these folks, we had people in wheelchairs. We had people who had, you know, diabetes, heart conditions. Uh, we saw all kinds of things and, and we just, you know, we did the best we could. We had some doctors. We had, we had an ER nurse that is living next door in the RV park. He'd go work a 12 hour shift at the ER, and then he would come over there and volunteer for six or eight hours and go catch a couple hours of sleep and come back and do it over again. No pay, no no request, just came and was there. And we had a lot of local nurses who came and were there. And uh, we had doctors in there uh, that, you know, had the emergency management office had sent over, and you just don't think about those type of things until you're until you're there. And uh, I, I wanted to mention uh, also Rowdy Hayden's Citizens Academy. Uh, they they have a Citizens Academy. They have an alumni association. Those guys, they came, and Jack Armstrong, uh, he's a great cook. He, he, I'll eat his cook at any time. And He <laughs> came and scrambled up, you know, 100 eggs and, you know, 50 pounds of sausage and made sure everybody got a good hot breakfast. And those guys stayed throughout the day and just, you know, walked the shelter, making sure, can we get you anything? You need anything? You know, we know it wasn't the Ritz-Carlton or, you know, but uh, we tried to make it as comfortable and, and plausible as possible for these folks. And its uh, I'm proud to say that East Montgomery County stepped up, stood up, and, and were there for the task. And they just done an outstanding job.
2: Anybody else? Anybody that you need to, to make sure you remember that you talk about, special story or, or whatever?
3: Well, there's one gentleman out of my office. And uh, unless you know James Roby, you probably can't appreciate this story, but James is, uh, he came from the auditor's office and he's in my office and he takes care of all the facilities and all the buildings and plus all the, uh, accounting in my office and, uh, just call him a bean counter. And, uh, he's kind of a stay to hisself kind of guy. And, uh, he just kind of got thrown into managing the operation of the food distribution and cleaning supplies and stuff like that. And that guy's a rock star, 15, 16 hours a day, uh, take charge. You'd have thought he was a drill sergeant all his life. And I mean, he, uh, he just really took charge, you know, managing a hundred and something volunteers and, uh, you know, talk about somebody coming out of their shell or coming out of their comfort zone in the, uh, crisis or in a emergency situation, uh, hats off to James Roby and hats off to all my guys. And we had guys over there that were just standing by with. Forklifts, waiting to unload trucks. We had guys putting up signs. You know, they were they were all over the place. And uh, like I said, like, again, I wanted to mention uh, Rhonda Binkin, uh, the facilities manager there at the uh, East Montgomery County Senior Center, and Jennifer Hayden, who is Rowdy's wife, that works there as well. I mean, they just, without them, you know, when you're expecting a team to come in and take charge and they don't come, you can't wait. You have to do what you need to do. And those guys have, matter of fact, talk about 15, 16 hours a day. Those ladies stayed five or six days, 24 hours a day and, and laid their head down for a couple of hours and just and kept things going. So hats off to those folks. And I just can't say enough about the, the good people of East Montgomery County and everything they've done. I know there's probably some people, uh, East Texas Dream Center came over and, and dropped off a load of supplies. Uh, got some addresses and, uh, you know, went went and helped. I'll, I'll tell you, uh, Sundance Head's uh, father, uh, Roy Head, great, great family. Well, Sundance is off, you know, and I mean, you know, people think. He's well, overseas, I think, isn't he? Uh, no, I think he's, he was at, he's he was the, at the Grand Ole Opry last night. Oh, okay. Here's Roy Head, you know, 70-plus years old and, and got a few health conditions, and, you know, we got the family there and, you know, trying to call contractors, contractor. So, uh, Chad, uh, got his phone number. And they went over there and they, they ripped that house out and cleaned things out to get things back in order. Uh, you know, just, just to help, you know, cause I mean, it doesn't matter your stature in life. It doesn't matter, you know, whether you're rich or poor or whatever, but when you're in need and there's no help out there, you know, these people reached out and, uh, a lot of organizations coming down. The Mormons have uh, showed up, and the uh, Methodist Men, uh, Baptist Group Foundation, and that right now, you know, we're in we're in recovery mode, and uh, they're they're going to come out in these communities and the people that don't have insurance and the people that don't have stuff like that. They're going to go in. Uh, these guys, some of them have promised me, like Commissioner, we'll be there two days. If it's two foot of sheetrock, we'll be there two days. We'll be in and we'll be out, and these folks will be able to get back into their homes. So. That's, that's another outpouring of support that we've got. And I'm just, like I say, I'm in awe of, of all of these folks that don't even know. They just know there was a need. They don't know. They never met me before. They never met any of these people before. And you would think they were family the way that they were reacting and responding to the needs.
2: So are there any needs you have right now? Anything you need to talk about that, that you want the public to know? Because this will be on YouTube. You can go to the Montgomery County Lifestyle YouTube channel. Subscribe to it. Lone Star Community Radio has a channel, um, and we'll share this this video or our time today, this segment. Mm-hmm. Can't talk today; my brain's tired. And then next week, it'll be on Channel 12 Suddenlink. So, what do you want the people to know? What are your needs over there?
3: Well, right now, uh, like I say, the the resources we're reaching out to, and the the resources I would appreciate everybody. Uh, Supporting is is Mission Northeast and Heaven's Army. If you can help those folks with some cash donations, uh, supplies, reach out and see what they need. You know, I mean, they're they're going to be my support over there from from this point forward. Like I say, Mission Northeast is going to be, you know, passing out food items and making sure families are fed and stuff like that.
2: How do they look on water?
3: Uh, water's fine. Water's fine. As a matter of fact, we we just shipped over about 18 pallets this morning, so. <laughs> Uh, Lenora at, uh, Heaven's Army. Uh, they, they've got a different approach right now. What they're doing is a lot of these people can't come in and there's still 10 or 12 families. And, uh, at the end of a road or something that needs help, you know, they're going out in the communities, finding out what the need is loading up a pickup truck or a van or whatever they've got with supplies and cleaning stuff and maybe some debris demolition items and stuff like that and going to them. So. Uh, you know, I think it's a good balance for what we need. We need both of those. Uh, you know, the people that can come and get help will go to Mission Northeast. The people that can't, you know, we have people reaching out every day, and then they just, they answer the call. Yeah. And I will tell you something that happened. You know, sometimes God uh, tests us all, but, uh, you know, when we had that second little storm, I think uh, Wednesday night, blew a tree down on the roof of uh, Heaven's Army, damaged the roof, knocked ceiling tiles out, ruined a bunch of their equipment in there. and uh, But you know what? That didn't faze Lenora, not for one minute. She held her head up, got in there, and got it cleaned up, and and they're moving forward, and they haven't stopped one minute in helping.
2: We got two minutes, so I just want to let everybody know in the last two minutes that uh, next week, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, we're going to be bringing you more stories from the storm, different people. If you have a story and you want us to talk about it, let us know. One of the things I'm going to do is I'm going to get Vicki Croston in here to talk about the uh, water that was airlifted. Vicki, text me if you need some more water. We've got some for you right now. Um, and there's just, that's just an example of different people. So, thank you for coming in. Glad to be here. Appreciate you coming in. It's been a rough week. I know there's been a lot of personal things going on as well, too. It really affected a lot of y'all in that area, and you especially. Um
3: one last thing. I want to thank Judge Doll because he's been really great and supportive. And anytime we had a sticking point on that, uh, I just picked up the phone and and he's he's made things happen, yep. of course. And thank you, Judge, for your support during this crisis.
2: And I posted yesterday that I need time to thank everybody because I'm still. And I'm going to leave. I'm
3: going to leave here, and we're going to forget a bunch of people. But yeah. Thanks, well, but I, I told him to give me time, and right. I
2: told him to give me time. You but but you're right. Judge Doll made a phone call. Thirty minutes later, I get a phone call. And later on that night, they're installing high speed uh, Sudden Link. I posted about George, and I got to give you thanks while you're here. Told you we needed space on what, Saturday?
3: Yes. And we got it Saturday. And we and got, we your got your pa- it Saturday. And we got your and We got power Saturday.
2: on Saturday. Right. So thank
3: you to Energy, by the oh way. Oh,
2: my God.
3: Tra- Tracy Brother with Energy. Uh, they. They heard what the need was. They immediately sent a truck, got the power on so y'all could continue to operate. And, and George and help the community. is
2: so cool. We love George. He's yeah. the owner of the building.
3: Yep. So that's we a, wouldn't
2: be in a building. We wouldn't be doing what we're doing right now. Had you not gotten involved, yeah. had George not had the right heart, had energy not been willing to do it, it wouldn't happen.
3: Yeah, that, that's the Cortland Place Shopping Center on Fraser Street. And he also has the one where Johnny B. Dalton's is Wood, Wood Creek. and he's a And guess George, who we're next door to? The the Montgomery Party. county Democratic Party <laughs> and you know what we all come together yeah It's spot of politics so
2: <laughs> they've offered us to make copies for us they've offered us coffee yeah there there's some there's some nice people over yep. there nice people over there Awesome. Well, hey, thanks for being in here we'll have you back again when you have some if you've got some people over there that have stories send them to us I absolutely Dick's will. got other radio shows talk shows that would love love to hear those stories have them contact the station have them contact me we'll get them on
3: Absolutely, and I thank you for having me, and uh, God bless Texas, Montgomery County, and naturally, more especially, East Montgomery County. (laughs)
2: Absolutely. Hey, folks, you've been listening to Montgomery County Lifestyle with Nathan Arizadeh on Lone Star Community Radio. Go to IRLoneStar.com and download the app. Go to iTunes, go to Google Play, go to the Facebook page, go to the YouTube channels. This is community radio. This is about you. When we went into emergency broadcast, I say we, when they went into emergency broadcast mode, they got information out that helped save lives, help, help, just help protect people. Stay a part of this, be a part of this. Nathan Arizade reminding you this is your county, your life, and your style. Thanks for checking out this podcast of Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station.